So we like, let's level set, right? So it's a brand new year. Last year had challenges and a lot of changes, which is very typical in our business and any sort of business. So let's go ahead and get started with what were some of the top learnings that you took away from last year and how that really shifted your approach to what you're gonna do with your teams this year. Madison, let's go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I actually changed what I was gonna say when I listened to a podcast on the way here. It really resonated with me. It was, I don't know if anybody listens to Huberman Lab. If you listen to it, raise your hand, I wanna see. Okay, he was talking, and it's really a neurobiological process about we should always be evaluating where we are at. Like, are we back on our heels? Are we standing straight? Or are we leaning forward? And I thought about my business and how that related to it. He was talking about dopamine and how that relates to our brain and how we can't always be in go mode, but we can't always be kind of like sitting back. And I thought about my business and pre-COVID and really through 2020, 2021, I was always like forward leaning. I was always like pushing, pushing, pushing. And quite honestly, like I burned myself out, but I also burned out some of my leaders. And when I came into 2022, and got to get all my years straight, I was really back on my heels when I was at our last MD meeting. I had lost three managing directors to a different company and was really, quite honestly, sitting in this room feeling like a total imposter, thinking, how in the heck am I going to kind of look at my team 2.0? Now, I know other people are sitting in this room probably where I was last year, thinking, wow, I've like, I'm back on my heels. I'm not really sure where my business is at. I feel like I've taken a personal hit. And so I spent most of this last year really feeling like there was a lot of uncertainty at Beauty Counter. There was a lot of change. There was a lot of change in my business. And I was really back on my heels for the good part of 2022. And while I was still recruiting people, I don't think I was recruiting with the same enthusiasm, the same excitement, and really the same confidence. And I think that's going to be like a commonality with all of us about bringing confidence through our recruiting. And so while I did recruit, I can't say that I feel like I did with the same gusto, the same enthusiasm. And really, I don't think I was a very confident mentor bringing people on board. And that really, that really showed as I look back at who did I recruit and what did that net out for me. So as I head into 2023, I'm thankful that I'm in a much stronger and better spot mentally with where I'm at in my business. And that I think will pour over into recruiting and how I lead my team, hopefully a lot better than I did in the last year. Awesome. Angela, how about you? So I'm gonna focus on three things from last year. The first is that even though last year was challenging, I tried to always take a step back when I was hearing information, whether it was like negativity in the field or you know, unwanted news from HQ, and just try to remind myself that you know, we in this room have access to a lot of information. There's a lot of chatter. There's a lot of things going on. But our teams don't have to be a part of that. They don't have to be, they, they don't know what's going on. And so we can be that light for them and really lead with positivity. So one of the things I'm most proud of within the last year is that I don't think my, I was somehow able to insulate my team from that. And we just kept it positive and community, community focused and inclusive and I think if you asked, you know, 99% of the people on my team, like, was last year super challenging? I don't think it was even on their radar. So I think it's just important for us to remember, like, most people are dabbling in this business. They're here for the community, here for the good time, here for the spirit, and we can do that for them. We don't need HQ or, or outside things. So um, that's one. So yes, the community and 
and my business partner Jamie said it so well yesterday. We were talking about this on the airplane. We were talking about how community is really like the foundation for everything that we have here and that sometimes like the scaffolding may be coming down a little bit, but we can rebuild as long as we have the foundation. Um, and so this year our focus really being on like how can we bring people together even more and make this even more fun and community oriented now that we've hopefully been coming out of this pandemic, have a chance to gather again and be together physically. And then the third thing is clarity. And I think that our business is so damn easy and simple, but we make it so overcomplicated. Mm. <laughs> you know, we're out there to sell products, advocate, and bring people on to do it with us. And we have a million other things going on and so much noise. So that's like one of the biggest things that I'm carrying forward into the new year is like, how can I just create a ton of clarity around how we're paid, how we build our team, and just, um, I heard this, quote once like be consistently be boringly consistent and that's what I'm going to try to do is just hammer home the main things and do it over and over and over again that's right so I think two lessons that I would share today um, the first is that you know we energy is contagious and as our friend Janine Driver reminded us at our last meeting we are responsible for the energy we bring into a room and I have got to tell you I have used that so many times at home in my relationship with my husband I'm like check myself because it's so true and if I'm being completely honest there were times last year when I was sitting at the kitchen table with my husband being like do I need a plan B you know there was a lot of uncertainty and I you know I, that my team had to feel that even though I tried showing up to these calls with the most energy you know it's it's um, I'd be lying if I said I, I, I didn't bring my best self forward last year and so this year is all about rebuilding that confidence and as it pertains to recruiting um, it's making the recruiting process plug-and-play it is I want to when I bring in a new recruit I want them to see exactly what I do so that they can go replicate it so for example starting this year I am automatically adding people to Counter Voices Connect, right? Here's where you get, there's, I mean, hats off to everyone who's managing that page. It's phenomenal. So automatically they get plugged into that. I'm sending them the monthly calendar and I am making them, I'm sending them a calendar invite for that business skills call on Thursdays. I'm sending them the calendar invite so they accept it. It's on their calendar and they're joining, right? And so I'm making, you know, and selfishly, I want systems so that I can put my energy towards bringing more people in and they, and, you know, so that just becomes like wash, rinse, repeat. So that's the first one. Um, the second lesson I learned is that everyone forgot how to work last year. Like, it just, people didn't work. And so one of the things I talk a lot about on my team is these daily non-negotiables. And they look different for everyone. But every day, have your three non-negotiables. You check the box. I'm a big, like, make a list, check the box. And it can be if you have 10 minutes in a day or you have an hour when your baby's napping, what are your three non-negotiables? It could be reach out to one person, follow up with someone, send a client a thank you note. Whatever it is, just have three things because consistency breeds success. And if you're doing something, like you just said, be boring and be consistent. It's just like do those little things and then that you look back after a month and you're like, wow, I did a lot. So that would be, those would be my two lessons. Um, that's amazing. No, yeah. that's right. And, and what I continue to hear, and it's true with a lot of brands and companies right now that 
after the pandemic, or during the pandemic, there was a lot of tactics, new technologies. Everyone was trying to figure out you know, what to do to keep business afloat. But now we're in this moment of going back to the basics. And so I think that's you know, a lot of what I've been hearing, a lot of what I'm hearing with, with you all. So how, when, when you think about going back to basics, especially when it comes to recruiting, how do you plan, Michelle, to really inspire your team to kind of hit the ground running this year? We know the comp plan is launching in April, so we need to start building that muscle. What's your plan? So I have three areas. Um, the first is just to be the pace car for your team, right? I think, you know, I don't expect anything from my team that I don't expect from myself. And so I don't know how many years I'm going now, but I make it a goal to recruit at least one person every month. And if it's the 15th of the month and I don't have my one recruit, it's game on. I'm going back through, I'm following up. I just, it is, I'm holding myself accountable to bring in that one person. Um, and so that's number one is just be the pace car for your team. Um, and you may need to cut me off here because I'm gonna put my sales hat on. But the second piece is coaching beyond the ask when you're recruiting. So, so often we have consultants make their list. They, it takes so much courage to reach out to that prospect. And then they just stop. Like either they don't respond, they get a no, and they stop. And it's like planting a garden, putting your seeds in, and then never watering it. You're never gonna get a plant, right? And so um, one of the things I coach a lot around is how to handle objections. And whether it's, oh, I can never do an MLM, oh, I don't have time. We need to help our team and our consultants work through how to handle that instead of being like, oh, okay, and then it's done, right? Um, and I always say that no is fear in disguise. So when someone doesn't answer you or they say no, it's because they don't have enough information. And so it's our job to give them the tools they need, give them you know, the information that they need. And in my old sales career, you know, we took a client and we moved them through a call continuum, right? Very rarely is someone, you're gonna, do you wanna do, do the beauty counter business? Yes, sign me up. That, I mean, like maybe it happens once a year, maybe. But it's our job to move that client through that process. And it, it can take a long time. I have people joining that I started the conversation with two years ago. And so it's just helping people, coaching our teams to move people along that process. Um, and then the third piece is um, in sales, products have features and benefits, right? So. Features don't always sell. It's the benefits that sell. There's actually Don uh, Miller. He has a, a marketing company called Story Brand, and it's you know, stories sell. And I think someone talked about that earlier today. Um, but our business opportunity for me is our best product, right? And of course, the features. You get 25% off. You make 25 to 35% commission. But how are we selling the benefits to our prospect? And the only way to sell the benefits to a prospect are to to know the prospect, like what is gonna make them tick? Under, and I would say probing questions, right? Like what, what do they want? Like what fills them up? Like we just need to understand our customer better to be able to sell the business opportunity to them. Um, and one powerful thing that, I mean, I think is our most powerful sales tool, and I tell every new consultant this, is your personal story. Like people are like, I can't recruit, I don't know how to recruit, I'm bad at sales, just share your story. Right, and uh, one thing that I think would be really cool, and I can plant this seed and we can table it for another time, 
is you know, creating kind of this library of stories. For example, I had a consultant, she lives in Hawaii, and one of her prospects was in medical device sales. My background's medical device sales, and so she connected us, and I had a conversation with her. And so could we, like, as a group, share our collective stories so that you know, if Madison has a prospect that maybe resonates with you know, whoever, they can connect. And, and so I just think our stories are so powerful, and I don't think we use them enough. Yes. So. Oh, I, no, I think that's <laughs> such, I mean, I think about that too all the time, that the more that we can share the story, like selling, let's say, an eye cream, a personal testimonial is like, sure, it can do 96%, it's going to do this, but if I say, girl, I swear by this, you know, my fine lines have melted away, you're going to believe me, you know, versus what you see on a site. And I do agree. We, with our own kind of relationships and who you have on your teams, we have access to such amazing testimonials about what Beauty Counter has done, you know, within the world for ourselves, for our community. So I, I think you're, you're spot on, Michelle, for sure. So I was going to try to focus a lot on mindset around recruiting. And, you know, I think that we have to start talking to our team members more about what's holding them back from doing that and help them understand that if they can sell a cleansing balm, they can sell the business opportunity. It's just another offering that we have. And, um, you know, again, the benefits of, of doing so. Um, I joke that, like, no one would go out and take a job and just fill half the description. I'm going to, sure, I'll be the receptionist. I'm going to file the mail, but I'm not going to welcome people when they walk through the door. Like that, I just, and you know what? Just pay me half. Like that just doesn't happen. You do the job. You may not love certain parts of it, but again, I think we have so many people just opting into like half of our job and it's really actually the lesser part of our job. I mean, selling is great and all, but you can be the best seller in the world. You're not going to, you know, move this mission forward in a substantial way. Your paycheck's not going to be something, you know, it, I, I can't say it's not going to be life-changing because sometimes $100 a month could be life-changing, but um, it won't, you don't have the capacity to grow it as significantly as having a team. So again, just going back to our team members and, um, you know, I'm trying to take notice of each individual on my team and like, who are the consistent sellers? If they're selling, why aren't they recruiting? Because if they're selling, they have their warm market. My my husband was, he, he also runs a business and um, they do a lot of sales. And he was saying, you guys are so lucky because you have all these warm leads, like your clients and your members are your leads. And so we're not like going out there blind and picking up the phone, you know, hey, you wanna be a consultant, right? We have these people that already love us, trust us, they love our products, they love our brand. We just have to get talking to them. So um, again, just trying to break down those barriers and, um, one of the reservations I hear a lot is like, I just don't have time to like be a you know, mentor. I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. And I say to people, if you don't have time, if you don't think you have time to be a mentor, then like that's exactly why you need to be recruiting because it actually helps leverage your time um, in time. So those are, that's kind of what I'm focused on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as I look at the year, I think back, and really last year, my confidence was shaken. I'm going to be honest. Like, I didn't, I kind of went at it alone because I was like, 
I don't even know who I can rely on on my team anymore. Like, who's dabbling in another business? Like, who wants to be a part of this? Who wants to show up and do this with me? But as I looked back and I kind of took an inventory, I was like, I still have a lot of people who really are interested and engaged and want to come alongside and do some of these things. They just want to be asked. And so I've thought back on what did we do I'm going to say pre-pandemic, where things weren't so easy, right? Because I think we all got a little spoiled in 2020 and 2021 because people were just kind of like flocking to us to buy product and join the business. They had nothing else to do. Um, but now I look back and I'm like, we were doing all of these, to your point, storytelling. We were bringing groups of consultants together on our team saying, okay, we're going to do a beauty counter for teachers opportunity call. If you know a teacher in your life, like we're going to get consultants on our team who are teachers and we're all going to get together and talk about how it fits into their life. We're going to do a beauty counter for stay-at-home moms. Like, and we were doing all sorts of opportunity calls related to these sub-segments so people could see, how do I fit into this team? How do I fit into this community? And how can it fit into my life with whatever those constraints are and objections that I might have? So really getting back into that. And then by doing that, I'm bringing people on my team who maybe recruit, but maybe don't feel super confident. It's a lot easier for them to recruit within that context. So thinking about, okay, who wants to be asked? Who's eager? Who's excited? Who has a story to tell? And how can we bring them together. Um, and then to kind of to your point where I said like, okay, these people are, maybe I have some people who are strong sellers or they really want to recruit, but they don't. I mean, I had a phone call last week with a gal who said, I want to make more money. And she's been a director on and off. She's recruited a few people. She just needed to be reminded. And we sat down together and I said, it's not that complicated. You need to invite a few more people into it. I mean, these aren't new and amazing tips, but she just texted me yesterday and said, I asked three people like you told me to, and one of them said yes. So I think just Yay. people need to be reminded of how to work, um, that it's going to be a little more like it was back before COVID, where we had to actually do the ask, we had to do the work. Um, and so just getting more level setting with people and understanding where their goals are now, um, especially after last year, and getting on a level playing field with them. I love that. And I think clearly what's key with all of your tactics is the fact that you are intentionally engaging with your team, with the people around you, and you are leading by example. So I loved what you said in terms of, you know, our business proper business opportunity is it might be our number one product. Sorry. Mm -hmm. It might be our, you know, it it really is because I think if we think of it at the same way like selling and recruiting, being the same thing, if you can sell a bomb, I loved Angela when you said that, you know, if you could sell a bomb, you could sell the opportunity. It's like two things, same thing cut from the same cloth type of thing. Mm -hmm. So as you move into 2023, what do you think that you are going to implement? Because I think a lot of people here are wondering, okay, but what am I gonna do? What could we do that's a little bit different? Me? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, um, well, I guess first off, I just wanted to say this, which is like all of us in this room, like if you're here, just take a minute to just like congratulate yourself and pat yourself on the back because when I I was thinking back to when I went to my first lead, which was I guess six or seven years ago in um, where's it Dallas. And I remember getting on the elevator with someone and seeing her name tag, and it was like senior director. And I about peed my pants. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, like I'm in the elevator with the senior director. And I don't even know how I would ever get to like senior manager. And it all just seems so daunting. And then you get here and you forget like, damn it, we've come a long way. So first of all, 
Um, so that's it. <laughs> I have more to say about that, though. Um, but, but remember what got you here, right? Like leading by example, being the pace car, simplifying. And you know, our business, like I said earlier, has been so overly com complicated. And we have like just reworked everything because HQ didn't have tools for us. So like the things that we've had to jerry-rig in this situation are insane. And now what I'm trying to do is like deconstruct all the shit that I put together. Like, oh my God, I'm not running my own promotions anymore. I'm not trying to like do my own crazy onboarding that never worked in the first place. You know, I'm just gonna try to lean into these tools that Beauty Counter's offering and just be the hype girl. Because again, going back to like the product um, recruiting analogy, like all we do when we sell a product, like we sell the product, we hype our clients up, we tell them it's gonna be amazing, how can I help you? We don't worry about how it's gonna to get to them, how it's gonna be packaged, making sure it's arriving on time, like that's on beauty counter, right? So now same thing with recruiting. Like let's just sell what amazing opportunity we have to grow a business, to earn an income, to do it for 50 freaking dollars and get two free products. And then let's let HQ do what they're doing so well. Thank you so much, finally. Finally, I mean, Adriana's amazing, and I, she is, she is. So um, that's what I'm gonna do. And so finally lean on HQ, and then go back to your team, work with the workers that wanna be here, that really, you know, they're the ones that light us up and, and help us feel positive because they give us kind of hope. And, um, and then just make sure to celebrate their successes, whether they're like super big or just teeny tiny, like first sale or first pop-up or whatever, just celebrate the hell out of people because I think at the end of the day, the community is what brings it all back together for us. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely, I'll piggyback off that. I mean, I think bringing the fun back is really my focus okay at the very beginning i remember starting my team page and i didn't have an invested mentor and that was before kate took me under her wing and i was all by myself and i started a team page on facebook with like the three other people who were on my team and we had a lot of fun and we had brought a lot of excitement and enthusiasm and we had no resources or anything um but i think about like you said we can get back to having fun because we don't have to spend all of this time putting out fires and answering all these, you know, all the complainers on my team have all left, which is great. Um, <laughs> I remember sitting at my kitchen counter in January of last year and I was literally bawling and my, I, I said to my husband, I'm like, I think I have to quit because I cannot go back out there and face that. And he said, I promise you, a year from now, you will be happier and more joyful in your business. I just promise you, but you've got to get through this year. Wow. Guys, I made it and I'm happier. <laughs> um, and so I think we can bring that fun back and that excitement about what's this new 2.0 of Beauty Counter and recruit out of that. And I've told my team this, but I haven't walked it really well in the last year, is that people only want to join when they see that what you're doing is fun and that you enjoy it. Like if you make it look like drudgery and that it's painful and that all you do is answer questions all the time on Voxer and that you listen to people complain, then that doesn't seem very appealing to them to do that. Oh yeah, I want to become a managing director so I can do that. Um, so we've got to make it seem fun again. We've got to recruit from a place of joy and authenticity. And so I think that's my goal is so that we can just make it fun. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, 
more of the same. I think for me, my mindset into this year is just to hit MD again. And I know like, and especially with the new comp plan, right? Um, and I know that can seem really daunting because it's like, I worked so hard to get here, but it's, you know, do it again. Um, and so I spent some time thinking, you know, reflecting back on, you know, what did it look like when I first started? And one of the things that I, one memory is when I first started, you know, I recruited all my best friends and everyone, and we had a monthly meeting at a wine shop every month, and it was the best thing. And I, I think nine out of 10 of them are no longer <laughs> doing beauty counter. But in the beginning, that, like, that was so exciting for me. And so this month I implemented, um, I had five level ones that I had recently recruited in my town, and we met at the coffee shop, and we turned it into, remember like uh, the old school oppor training opportunity events that we mm -hmm. used to have? and we just stopped doing them. And so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do this scale down in this mini little like training slash opportunity event. So the five of us met, we did a little training and then three prospects came and all three of them joined that day. Mm. Wow. And I was like, there's so much power in community. And like often we overthink it, but I'm thinking, okay, I have five level ones. If I can just focus on this little pod, right, and get all of them to hit director, how amazing would that be? That literally I'll be hitting MD again. And so like, I think it's just going back to the basics. Think back to what got you here and just start implementing those things again. And it was so much fun to like meet in person again and like get, I don't know, just see the excitement on a new consultant's face and their energy to build this. It brought me right along with them and it's the best way too for me to relate to a new consultant because I'm doing the things right along with them. So. I love, love that. It. Love it. Oh, okay. I thought you had one. I, I just was like, love it. That's all. I <laughs> love it, the fun, the community, of course. So I hope you all feel super inspired. I mean, this is, this is our community right here, right? Here and outside. And I think this is what Beauty Counter 2.0 is. All of us, all of your teams moving forward. And I saw a lot of people taking notes, and so I, I hope you walk away with some ideas. But before we finish, before you guys run off the stage, um, the way I like to close my panels is by doing a lightning round. So each of you, you know, if you have one top tip, one final thought that you'd like to leave your peers with, you know, what would that be? So let's start with Angela. <laughs> so Michelle and I, we didn't even get a chance to totally rehearse everything together, but I was gonna say something like what you said about the coffee shop, like bringing people together in community. I did that earlier this week on Tuesday, got a group of consultants together. We met at a local coffee shop. We did, I said it was gonna be a recruiting power hour. And we had a chance, everybody shared their why and their stories. Some people knew each other, some people didn't. And I said, hey guys, we're gonna, we're gonna work here today. Like regardless of, you know, I had a few people that were like, I'm just here for a coffee. I'm like, to hell you are. Get out your notebook. Um, but it was really great. And the feedback was fantastic. Some of us had been around a long time and there were a few new people. And one of the new people left, her mentor wasn't there and she sent her mentor a message like, I'm on cloud nine, these people are so sweet. And, you know, it just, it just reminds you, again, it's the little things. Like, it's, all of us can meet at a coffee shop for an hour on a Tuesday. So that's, that's my takeaway is just, like, coming back together in community, big and small, meeting people where they are, whether it's virtually, whether it's in person, um, just getting to know people again and, and helping them do what they want to do. And, um, yeah, that's awesome. it. Awesome. Madison? 
Um, I'd say start with gratitude. Um, I'm thinking, I think we can get in this room and we think like, oh my gosh, <laughs> everybody has it together and I don't, or everybody's, you know, crushing it and I'm not. And I remember when we totally, totally vulnerable, I texted Anna Vig, she's sitting right there. I was like, this is the first time I'm not going to hit MD in probably five years. And I just need to tell somebody. And I think we can think that like, oh, I don't have it all together and I'm going to get teary, but I'm so thankful for this business and this company. And... It has done so much, and my business is something to be super proud of, and it's resilient, and everybody who's walked a challenging road, I think we can all say, like, we made it. We're here. <laughs> um, and that's something to celebrate and be super grateful for what we have, and out of that, we can build something new. So. Oh. <laughs> Better you than me. <laughs> oh. How do I follow that? Can we just end there? <laughs> Mine is so like business. <laughs> no shipping. Uh, oh, so <laughs> my tip with recruiting would be really to help your consultants feel confident in moving past the no. I mean, truly, like I, I just, and I, I won't go down a rabbit hole right now, but like, you know, having a follow-up system, teaching people to handle objections with confidence, that is what is going to get people to recruit. Yeah. And how do we bring people to yes? Because um, I just see so many people just stop at the no, and they don't know how to respond. So I think it's our responsibility to teach them and give examples of how do you respond. Um, I often use the, the feel, felt, found technique in handling objections, and I won't go down that. If you want to pull me aside, I can <laughs> tell you what that means. Um, but that's the structure I typically train around to help people handle objections. So that would be my biggest thing is just to move beyond the no.